the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. An oversight, a mistake, and because of it, a man suspected of killing two people is uh, walking around free in Franklin County or somewhere. Sure like to know where before he kills again. That is where we begin a Wednesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along on the Answer Network, 94.5 in Dayton and 98.9 here in Columbus. We have uh, one killer in prison on a $1 million bail, one accused killer, I should say, of 15-year-old Lovely Kendricks, the girl who was shot and killed outside Franklin Park. But high bail doesn't mean you're going to have to stay in. Um, You don't even have to uh, sometimes post bail to get out. That is at the root of how David Johnson III was let out of the Franklin County Jail last week. He didn't stay in jail after he was accused of killing a man and injuring a woman in a fight inside a house in April of 2021, seven months later, while wearing an ankle monitor. And again, keep in mind, he was accused of and charged with killing a man and injuring a woman in a fight in a house. Um, and he was wearing an ankle monitor. Seven months later, his one-year-old son was found dead, and an autopsy revealed that the one-year-old son died of a drug overdose. Columbus police found large amounts of fentanyl, meth, and cocaine inside the house, which Mr. Johnson later admitted to selling and possessing. So his one-year-old son was either given or got into Mr. Johnson's drugs, and that led to him being put into the Franklin County Jail while awaiting trial. But he's not in there anymore, not because he posted bail, but because when someone is charged with something that elevates their crime from municipal court to common police court, they have their municipal court charges dropped and new charges filed in Franklin County Common Police Court. And in this case, Mr. Johnson's charges were dropped and the new charges were not noted. And so the people... Not quickly enough. Not quickly enough noted, yeah. So he was... He didn't escape. He was like, you're free to go. (laughs) And he didn't, of course, say, "Uh, I don't think so. I think there's been a mistake made here. No. And so he walked out. Model citizen, by the way. November the 29th, he walked out. So he's been out ever since, and they're looking for him, and they can't find him. Um, This reminds me of myriad episodes of uh, 
the Andy Griffith show that I saw. It sounds like something Barney Fife would do. <laughs> uh, and I don't know whether Barney works in the court system or works at the uh, sheriff's office or what, but uh, this, this does not look good. And it's going to really look bad if Mr. Johnson commits another crime and is proven to have committed another crime, heaven forbid, takes another life yeah. in between. So um, that's what's going on. The judge in the case, uh, I, I apologize if I mispronounce the name, Jiza Page. Jiza uh, Page tells 10TV this is a result of human error. No kidding. It's a thing we constantly try to have checks and balances within the court system to ensure that this does not happen. Unfortunately, Judge Page said, in this situation, it did. I have taken corrective action to ensure that we do not have this occurrence. And then Judge Page notes, it is not a common occurrence. Well, thank goodness for that. Well, it's a good thing. Thank goodness for that. Yeah, it's not a common occurrence. Wow. So there we go. Um, Wow, indeed, Pam. And then the next question is, will anyone in the court system or the sheriff's department Lose their job over know. this? Probably not. Probably not. It sounds to me like the error is in the court system, not in the sheriff's office. The sure. sheriff's office acts at the, upon at the point where the sheriff's yeah. yes, yeah, the I agree. sheriff's office does what it's told to do based upon the protocols established on the information given it by the court system. Right, but so it wouldn't ball, surprise me if somebody blames them. Oh, oh, oh we course. did this, sure. we did that. Yeah, I mean, so. they got a badge. That's so where I was target. going. Of course they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's one thing. Uh, Thankfully, hopefully they can hang on to uh, Roshan Adkins Jr., 18 years old. He's the person charged with the murder. A lot of people say shooting death. No, it's a murder. Okay? <laughs> we we sanitize murder into shooting death or gun violence. No, yeah. he's alleged to have murdered 15-year-old Lovely Kendricks mm-hmm. outside Franklin Park in October. And he's now, let's hope for the for the long time until trial confined on a $1 million bond. But, as we told you before, when Mr. Adkins presumably fired a weapon into a fight of girls on the street in October outside Franklin Park, he himself was wanted on robbery and theft charges in Pickaway County. So they were looking for him at the time. Not Probably not actively looking. When you're wanted by warrant, you pretty much have to screw up to get found, depending on what the warrant is for. Theft and robbery, they're not exactly combing the bushes looking for you. They're waiting for you to get arrested on a traffic violation or to be in a home where a fight breaks out and a domestic violence call is incurred, something like that. And that is why it is so dangerous to be a law enforcement officer, because when you are called to a scene where, oh, there's a fight, oh, I got dropped, guys ran a stop sign, pull them over, you have no idea, none. What the person's background is. So if you're a law-abiding citizen, and hopefully all of you are, if you're a law-abiding citizen and you get pulled over, don't get mad if the officer comes up and they're a little bit antsy because you had your hands down where they can't see them. I was taught a long time ago, mm-hmm. the best thing you can do when you're pulled over is put your hands where the officer can see your hands. That goes for everybody in the car. Put your hands at 10 and 2 on the steering wheel, or maybe even 11 and 1 on the steering wheel. And don't be, the worst thing you can do is be fiddling around for something under the seat or in your glove box. If 
like, like I know you think, hey, they're going to want to see my registration right. and it's in the glove box, so I'll just be helpful and get it now. Appreciate the effort, but that's not helpful. I've thought of that because not my helpful. registration is in my wallet, yeah. which got, is in my purse. They which got is plenty on of the time. Seat. Plenty Yikes. of time. Be yeah. be very slow. Uh, my registration is in the glove box, right. officer. I'm going right. to reach over and get my. Tell them what you're doing. That's right. Don't leave anything unsaid. Okay. So that's what's um, new in law enforcement today. Unfortunately, uh, a year has passed since a crime that we talked about a lot at the time that it was committed. Hard to believe one year has passed since those two little children, six and nine, were assassinated along with the 22-year-old man who was in charge of them at the time. Remember six-year-old London Wall-Neal? You remember the names, I think, and Demetrius Wall-Neal. They were in a car. They were on their way to meet their mom for dinner at Buffalo Wild Wings in Canal Winchester when two men walked up on the car that they were in and emptied Mm. high-capacity magazines into the car, murdering all three of them, the six-year-old, the nine-year-old, and the 22-year-old man who was in charge of taking them. He'd been given you know, authority over them by the mom who was working and was going to meet them for dinner. Columbus police still don't have any conclusion to this case. How many cases could we mm. place under the umbrella of, oh, yeah, I remember that. That was horrific. They still haven't found anyone connected to it. Well, I'll start with Mackenzie Ridley on the east side. 15-year-old, beautiful 15-year-old girl. Orange was her favorite color. She was an entrepreneur. Heartbreaking. At a squirt gun fight with friends. It's been well over a year. Nobody knows. Olivia Kurtz, downtown with her twin sister, Bicentennial Park. An impromptu music party. Some guy, idiot, some person, idiot, drives by, fires into a crowd of kids. She dies in her sister's arms. No idea who did that. No idea. And so, you know, these kinds of things. Now, this triple assassination in Canal Winchester. I mean, the presumption is it's drug-related or gang-related or something-related. But nothing. The little the little kids, the 9-year-old, the 6-year-old, each suffered more than a dozen gunshot wounds apiece. And if you're thinking, well, they wanted the 22-year-old, he was probably involved in something nefarious, and they just happened to, you know, take out the 6-year-old and the 9-year-old, and they had no idea. No, it was apparent from the way that the assassination was carried out that they were watching and waiting for these people to get in the car. And the minute they got in the car, the driver, the 22-year-old man, his door wasn't even shut at the time the gunfire began. So they were clearly watching and waiting for him to get in the car and the other two to get in the car, and they knew the other two were in the car when they opened fire. So one year has passed, and somebody knows something, and nobody's saying anything. I know I have not talked about yesterday or yet today the uh, unfortunate election of Raphael Warnock as senator out of the state of Georgia. Uh, Because, A, I'm super depressed by it. 
uh, our country got worse. Uh, black families uh, got worse. The future of black families. And uh, the authenticity of true Bible-believing churches got worse with the election and enlarged uh, platform of Raphael Warnock in Georgia. I'm not surprised he got elected. Uh, the more of this kinds of stuff happens, uh, the more the more desperate <laughs> I get uh, in my prayer time in the morning, wondering why evil people are uh, prospering and why uh, those of us who would like to see uh, a revival in our nation of true authentic faith and a return to the values that made America a great com- country are not rewarded. Uh, so, Raphael Warnock beat Herschel Walker. I'm not surprised. Uh, Raphael Warnock does not represent anywhere close to a majority of most of the geography, the, the ground in Georgia. If you look at the map, Raphael Warnock won the cities, and Herschel Walker won everywhere outside the city. 96% of the state of Georgia where people live, supported Herschel Walker. But people in the cities voted for Raphael Warnock. And so he's now got a full six-year term, and the Democrats have more control of the Senate in Washington, and that's depressing. Very, very, very depressing. Here in our own little corner of uh, Nirvana, the state of Ohio, we thankfully do not reward liars, and heretics like Raphael Warnock. Uh, We have a supermajority in the Ohio House and Senate of Republicans, and it appears that we finally have a House speaker who will not stonewall legislation that reflects the will of the people of the state of Ohio in the rural areas where the good folks so far have been able to outvote the wokesters in our inner cities of Cleveland, Columbus, and Cincinnati. One of the bills that looks like it's going to be enacted into law, maybe before the lame duck session of the Ohio General Assembly uh, ends and the new House and Senate take office in January, when we will have even bigger majorities in the House and Senate, and that brightens my day and should brighten yours, is House Bill 151 which is uh, essentially Jenna Powell's bill, Jenna Powell representative from Arcanum, the Protect Women's Sports Act. It's amazing the Democrats have not come up with an alternative name to that yet, but it is the Protect Women's Sports Act. And what it would do is it would not allow transgender girls, i.e. boys, to say they are girls and play girls' sports in the state of Ohio. Now, two provisions have been stripped out of this bill by those who support the bill, and one I agree with having uh, having uh, that part stripped out, and one I strongly disagree with. One part of the bill that has been stripped out is the provision for pelvic exams of, let's say you have a boy who's pretending he's a girl, confused, thinks he's a girl, feels he's a girl, believes he's a girl, And the boy 
looks so much like a girl or is able to make themselves look so much like a girl that there seems to be some degree of intrigue or uncertainty as, well, maybe, you know, maybe this, this kid is a girl. I mean, we got people saying that he used to be a boy, but, you know, he looks pretty much like a girl to me. How are we going to figure this out? And the bill had then allowed, in those rare instances, for a pelvic exam by a medical professional to determine whether, whether to determine the sex of the person involved. Now, I will say that I don't think this would have ever happened, which, of course, the Democrats love to make hay off things that would never happen and present, present it as the normal, everyday, every situation occurrence. I don't think this would have ever happened because just do the logical assessment of this. If you have a boy who contends they're a girl, you don't have to do an invasive exam at all. All you have to do is, you know, stand there unclothed and you're going to be able to tell if that's a boy or not. In the case of a girl, you know, a girl playing a boy's sport as a transgender boy, how often is that going to happen? It's not happening at all, okay? It's not happening at all. So the left likes to seize upon that. Oh, pelvic exams, oh, invasive, it'll scar the child, blah, 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 blah. So they stripped that portion out, and basically they replaced it by saying, if we have a child who's biology is in dispute and they want to play a sport as a transgender boy or girl, they've got to show us their birth certificate because any kid who's going to play a sport at the very least is in, I don't, I don't think there are organized elementary sports. So let's say junior high school. All right. How old are you when you're in junior high school? Like 13, 12, 13. Fortunately, at this point in time, If you date back 12 years when a junior high student was born, gender had not infiltrated the medical profession at that point in time. So you would get an authentic rendering of the sex of the child at that point in time, male or female. So now the law just says, show us your birth certificate. If it says male, you can't play a girl's sport. If it says female, you can't play a boy's sport. Problem solved. So I agree with that provision. The provision I do not agree with is stripping out public and private universities from the law. The Big Ten, of which Ohio State is a member, allows, in fact, loves the possibility of a biological male, and there is no other kind. The Big Ten loves the idea of a male playing a girl's sport. It's going to happen. It's a matter of time before you're going to have a dude playing basketball For the Ohio State women's team. The Big Ten loves that. Ohio State loves that. And I think the state of Ohio should have been willing to go to war with the Big Ten on it and say, no, our state law says no. But they didn't. They caved on that. It's not as big a deal to me because, well, it is a big deal to me. Because any kind of blurring of the lines of God's authority when it comes to making a person male or female should not be trifled with. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.